Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. If you're getting any value from this, this is helping you in your daily walk with the Lord. If you would, uh, hit that like, share, subscribe. Uh, help us reach more people for Jesus. If it's around October in your household, and uh, Mama says, I say Mama, I mean your wife. Hey, run up in the attic and grab that fill in the blank but you know what I'm talking about. Christmas box. Christmas box? It's October. What? And it ain't just a box. <laughs> yeah, no, it's eighty-two like, boxes. The entire <laughs> attic, <laughs> honey. Why? Why am I? Why? It's October. Why am I getting this stuff down? It's honey. Will you go up in the attic and grab the eight Christmas trees? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, you think he's kidding? He's not. <laughs> One for each room. Yeah. Yep. And and e- here's the here's the even more uncomfortable truth. What if it's the husband in the household that is the one wanting to yeah. go up into the attic and get the stuff. <laughs> First of all, it's uncomfortable <laughs> lugging that stuff up and down from the attic. Yeah, That's really uncomfortable. Sure enough, workout. <laughs> Second of all, when you have friends come over, this is real life, Obi. We're talking about, okay, if you guys don't know, we're talking about Obi. When your friends come over on November 1st and you have eight trees up in your house and your Christmas lights are already on your roof line. <laughs> it was, what was it? Sunday, no, Sunday was Halloween. Monday night, uh, Addie said, Dad, it's November 1st. Can we turn the lights on outside now? <laughs> I love it. And the answer was? Yes, we can. Absolutely, baby. baby. <laughs> Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. I'll open this up in prayer, and Sean's on the mic today. Heavenly Father, help us to just dive into relationship with you every day, God. Uh, what Obi was talking about on the last podcast, God, just... Help us to realize that we need to develop a best friend relationship with you as if we talk to you like it's our best friend here on the earth, Lord. Uh, Lord, we love you and we want to follow you, God, and we want to take risk for you. Uh, Help us to realize where those risks are and that we don't need to understand and control everything, Uh, God, that you are in control. We thank you for looking um, looking over us and just taking care of us, God, and I just lift Sean up. And his uh, presentation today. We love you. Amen. 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 All right, gentlemen. Um, today, I want to talk about how there is power in fellowship. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, power in fellowship, and you know, which comes with the, um, I feel like, with the tall order of encouraging one another. And uh, so I want to start off with this Bible verse out of Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls and that there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? So <clears throat> what I, the first thing I think about is marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay, So I, I feel like that that's talking about how important it is to to have somebody to lift you up, uh, a forever spouse or companion, which would be 
um, you know, uh, your husband or wife. Um, however, um, also, I mean, I just think about life in general and how yesterday, uh, and I was telling you guys earlier, I had a pretty crappy day yesterday, you know, and you, you automatically, you know, go to a place to where you can get depressed or upset or mad at the world or whatever, and you really need somebody, uh, to lean on, you know, I feel like everybody's best friend should be their spouse, uh, first and foremost, but then, um, you know, the whole premise of what we have going on here, you know, uh, our, our Bible verse for the uncomfortable truth is, uh, Proverbs, uh, 27, 17, which is iron sharpens iron. And, um, you know, we all have bad days, you know, we all, and we all need encouragement and I'm a, firm believer that God, you know, he put us here to fellowship and he put us here to, uh, to love and encourage each other and to serve one another. And, um, and it's, uh, it's such an important thing, uh, that a lot of people, I feel like drop the ball, um, on in, in their own lives. They're not, they're not hanging around people like you guys, you know, and I'm very blessed to, to be a part of this circle to where y'all can encourage me and help shine light on, Hey, this is, this, this was a bad day, you know, but, um, it can, uh, it, it, it can always be worse and y'all are there to encourage and lift me up whenever I have a, uh, a, a, whenever I'm having a rough time with something. And lots of times when you look back on, on that and after you get that encouragement, you realize, you know, it really wasn't that bad after all, but you get caught up in the moment on the inside looking out, you think it's horrible and it's the end of the world. And then when you get back and you look and you look back on it, uh, it really wasn't that bad. And, uh, and, and, oh, by the way, go ahead and shut that door and God might have a blessing in store for you because of what happened. And, um, so I, I was just thinking about that and thinking about my, my bad day from yesterday and, uh, thinking about how it can always be worse. And this morning, um, for whatever reason, I, I pulled up a video with Danny Gokey oh, yeah. and, uh, Anyway, he was um, he was on there talking about his song uh, "Tell Your Heart to Beat Again," and you had brought that up the other day, Obi, uh, talking to me about where uh, his motivation from that song came. And uh, you know, his wife died about a month before he tried out for American Idol. Do y'all know who Danny Gokey is? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, he's got a lot of amazing songs. I mean, just uh, and I can vividly remember uh, the humility that fell off of that guy. Whenever he was trying out for American Idol, yeah, I remember that during too. that time. Yeah. I mean, I just remember this guy was up there, and the reason why, um, the reason why he he agreed, his wife had died thirty days before he tried out for American Idol, but he was keeping a promise to his wife, and that's why he tried out. Otherwise, he wasn't gonna he wasn't going. You know, he wasn't gonna try out at all. I mean. Who 30 days after their wife dies is like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go do American Idol. I mean, it mm-hmm. just doesn't hardly happen. And um, I vividly remember the humility that he had uh, during that time. And um, in this more, one of his recent songs, I say recent, it's probably been five or six years ago whenever he came out with Tell Your Heart to Beat Again, this song. And um, it, he talks about how in the midst of our brokenness, we want to hold on to that brokenness. We want to hold on to that bad day, right? And uh, for him, it was a lot more than just a bad day. You know, he wants to. He wanted to hold on to his brokenness of of his wife dying, and he didn't. He didn't want to let go. But instead of letting go, 
uh, and uh, he chose to shut that door uh, on that moment, uh, and that's when the Lord fulfilled like a massive blessing for him, and uh, and even today it's reciprocating in this podcast, and so I think it's important that we understand that uh, we have to let go of those bad days. We have to um, we have to get around people who are going to fellowship. You have to fellowship with others. You have to get around people who are going to encourage and love, um, and, and love you, and and help you to understand that, you know, um, hey man, you got to shut the door on that moment, and you got to move forward because that moment, if you choose to waller in that for the rest of your life, you're not ever going to experience as God, God's full blessing that's around that corner. And uh, man, just to to hear uh, him his willingness to give that to the Lord, his wife done. And to, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what God has done in his life. And, uh, and so it, I say all that to say that uh, a lot of that starts with, um, with the people you're hanging around and your fellowship, fellowshipping with others and, uh, and looking for people who are going to encourage you to be the best person that you can be. And uh, I like how you say, shut the door on it and not just, let it go mm-hmm. because that's what we normally hear. We normally hear, but you, you got to let that go, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really that sure that's what we're doing, but it's a testimony. Yeah. But it's a but story shutting the door. Um, yeah, that that's, that's, I'm, I'm not allowed to go back in there. That's right. That's right. I but li- it's still I li- there. It, it is still there, Yeah, but you shut that door. You know, you didn't just let it go. You shut the door on that. I li- I just like the thought of that. Um, yeah. It, it, I like the way it comes out and mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I need to not just let it go. I need to slam the door in the face of it. So I like that. It's good stuff, man. And uh, so, you know, I guess what I just wanted to ask you all today, and I always try to kind of uh, follow up with a question, is – uh in your own lives, you know, I mean, can you, can you think of a time in your own lives where, um, you felt like maybe you were at the end of the rope or you didn't have any hope or you had this horrible day or this horrible situation where, um, I don't know that one person, you know, uh, reached down there and threw you a rope. And, uh, I mean, I can think of just, gosh, you know, multiple times whenever I just wanted to beat myself up, you know, and, uh, and think about, um, you know, I, I just, man, it's over, you know, it's the end of the world. And, uh, and you, you just, I mean, there's just been so many times whenever you get discouraged and, you know, but as a man, you want to play this role of, um, um, man, macho and, uh, I'm this pride kicks in and you don't want to tell people, you know, that hey man, <clears throat> yesterday was a horrible day for me, you know, and, uh, Instead, you want to beat yourself. Um, I, I don't know. It's you want to like, solve the problem on your own. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. That's our nature. Uh, and um, you know, it's to it's to fix it. Sure. You know? And uh, I just you know I don't want to put you on the spot, but if any of you, um, if any of you guys, you know, have a a moment where maybe uh, or an experience or uh, a, where that one person you know threw threw you that rope, you know, just to, to encourage and and loved you in that moment, and, and it got you out of a funk. You know, and uh, anyway, so I don't know, man. It just, uh, it almost makes me emotional just thinking about how people like 
us and, you know, and maybe not to the severity of what Danny Goki went through, but how these defining moments in our life create such a powerful testimony for us to share with people that, I mean, and it can reciprocate for hundreds of years, you know, and, uh, uh, and, and, and that might not have happened if we hadn't had that fellowship and encouragement in that moment from that one person or somebody we had surrounded ourselves with. I think, you know, I see you, you're getting emotional about that. And I think part of the reason that we get so emotional about those moments in our lives is because when we, and I'll give you an example here in a minute, but when we possibly do something to, let's say, hurt somebody that we love, right? And then there's this totally unexpected and unfounded level of grace that is extended to you, that is undeserved, just like Jesus dying for our sins, that only can, this, this un, unfounded grace, this unexpected grace can only come from the Lord through that person maybe that we're, that we're thinking about. It's such a, um, when we're at like a low, our lowest moments, and that is given to us, it creates such a feeling in us that, man, I, I don't deserve that. It's kind of like that, you know, when you come to know the Lord and he's like, I, I do not deserve his grace. I don't deserve to be saved by him. I've done nothing to to be able to follow him. But he sent his son to die for my sins so that I could. And that's the only reason that I could. Uh, in my life, there's been several of those moments with my wife. And um, I, I haven't talked about it much on the podcast, but pretty much since the internet came out, I've, I've struggled with pornography. And um, it's just, it's been, a, it's been a struggle. It's something I have to be completely aware of. I have to protect myself uh, around technology. I just, I have to. It's just something I've, I've, I've come to do. But I've hurt my wife several times in this journey. Times where I didn't think, I did not deserve any grace. I did not deserve forgiveness. I did not deserve any of those things. But those are the most memorable times in my life when I become closest with the Lord and closest with her is when those unexpected and unfounded, that unexpected and unfounded grace is given. Yes, you made a mistake. Yes, we got to figure out how to get through this. Yes, I still love you. Those are the times that are so memorable and so life-changing because you know with every part of your being without a shadow of a doubt that you did not deserve the grace that was given to you. Yeah, amen. Powerful. You know, <laughs> we, you know, we, we talk, Sean, you, you know, you talk about how, you know, we might not want to talk about those things, um, you know, whatever that case may be, you know, about, you know, but because it's, it's uncomfortable. That's, that's, that's what we're, that's what we do. Uh, I feel like that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like that this, uh, podcast is a platform for me to be, uh, you know, vulnerable, which is totally the opposite of what my mind my mind tells me and the world tells me that I'm supposed to do. Uh, it's the exact yeah. opposite. 
I mean, we are masculine men who don't put our feelings out there. That's just not what we do. That's that's what that's what is ingrained in us from the time that we're born. It, you know, and it's you know. it's pride too. You know, it's pride, and it's it's holding everything close to the chest. As I was speaking about that in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, people that I know are listening to this, right? Right. Like I I don't. Number one, I don't want to say something that would possibly hurt my family. Um, however, I also don't, I don't want it to come back to me in a in a negative way when when we open up and and we're all thinking about those times in our lives where we were picked up because we messed up. That's right. And it's hard to talk about because there are there are consequences through that moment, just natural consequences of sin, right? And there will probably be consequences in the future because of that sin. Yeah. You know, I think about those relationships you're mentioning, and you think all the way through the Bible, you know, Paul was close to Luke, you know, in the back, in the background. They're, they're a good, you know, strong relationship. You've got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were obviously tight, obviously. You've got Aaron with Moses. It goes on and on. You've even got Saul to David before it got sideways. Okay, you got all these things, but when you read the words written through them by God, they are all showing Samuel. They're all Solomon. They're all showing a level of vulnerability that makes it very clear that we as men and women can grow so much more in the Lord when we put the thing the devil creates in us or allow encourages in us of pride, whatever that sin is, whatever it is, he's going to perpetuate it. He's going to put fuel on it, but he's gonna, he's not going to do it in your face. He's not going to walk up to you and go, "Hey, Brandon, because you struggle with control and you were once addicted to alcohol, I'm going to pour this fuel on the fire right here in front of you, so you know it's coming." Now he's way back in the background behind me, whispering in my ear, telling me things I want to hear while he's blowing the flame. Right. Sure. You know, and so when that happens the greatest amount of growth we can have in the Lord is to have men and women around us who will allow us to be vulnerable, but not, also not will judge not. That's exactly right. And that's where, that's exactly where I was going Obi. because talk about judgment being a sin. I'm talking to myself 100%. That's another place. The devil's all up in. And the reality is the Bible is very clear. There's only one judge. And it isn't any of us sitting on this earth. That's right. So it makes it so much easier if we just have people around us that go, look, you hurt me or that sucked. I think about a conversation I had once with my business partner who's a dear friend of mine, Nate. I was complaining and whining and moaning, and he very delicately, but in a very direct way because he could say this because of the vulnerability we'd had with one another and the trust. He said, you know, one of the best things I ever read was, how can I make it my fault when something's ticking me off? And I chuckled pretty quick, and I said, I got you. You're tired of hearing about this, aren't you? He goes, no, I'm not tired of hearing about it. I just think you've you've let that door be open long enough. Mm-hmm. And if you're not right with God, get right with God, and then start taking some action. And, and I, I, that stuck with me. That was yeah six years ago. But you know? the precursor to that was the vulnerability in the relationship. Yep. And if we're not striving to build those relationships, then you 
if you don't have a relationship like that on this earth, it's hard to grow. I was, it, it, yeah, and, a, and it's a, no and, it, and it's dangerous waters. God, mm-hmm. God created yeah. us to fellowship. He did not. He did not create us to be hermits. Yeah, I don't, just how many it. verses are there where two or more gathered? I, I know. I mean, you just said that in the verse you read. There's another one about my spirit will be there if two or more gathered. I mean, that is. That's why I'm praying with our wife, and I'm talking to myself, making it a priority to pray with our wives. Because the sacred uh, union of marriage gives us the opportunity for two or more believers to be gathered. It's why we have the beautiful opportunity to, to live a life that exhibits Christ in our family for our kids, because now there's two or more gathered. And it just perpetuates into going to church or, you know, fellowshipping in other places or whatever the case may be. Um, and how important that is. And it does, I think, for, during COVID and all this stuff, I think the devil has been all up in this whole deal of what, no matter where you stand on why. The more I can detach believers from one another, the more havoc I can create. Here's a staggering statistic. Our uh, person who taught our, our class last night at church said, in the 30s, the average attendance to church and church is where the body of believers gather church doesn't save people it's just a place for us to fellowship and to grow as christians the average attendance on for church was around 80 percent in all of the united states wow during the great depression okay now there you go because people recognized that they weren't going to be able to do it without the lord now 17.9 Seventeen point nine percent of our country is goes church. to church wow. on average. Now, no and that didn't even break down low. what. Ch- it, I don't think it matters. And what's crazy is, uh, I think it's uh, it's a pretty high number of people who profess to be believers. Yeah, I, I think it's in the seventies or mm-hmm. something. Um, yeah, I think the devil. But has, only seventeen percent go. Yes, and mm-hmm. and I'm not. That's not a judgmental statement, guys. This is talking to myself because there have been times in my life where. I haven't made it a priority. And I came up with all the excuses and the reasons why. All right. That all came from the devil. There's more of those now than there's ever been. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. You know, I think the so last night we had a youth minister meeting. We're we're hiring a new youth minister eventually. And our pastor basically says, because he's leading the youth right now, he says, so he gives us all these things. What do we want a youth minister to this and that? I know where he's going because I've been in education forever and, he circles back around and he goes, and all of this is only going to be possible if you as parents take pride in how we make this opportunity available for our children because they only come to us twice a week. You got them the other 99% of the time. And the reality is, is that that comes to fellowship again. You know, are we as parents getting taking action in a way to where our kids see the value of those relationships that I'm using church as an example. I think church is important because that's where the body of believers can gather. You know, one of the most misconceived things the devil has created for the mindset today is I don't go to church because there's a bunch of hypocrites. And the reality is that's true. There's hypocrites everywhere. There's hypocrites at work. There's hypocrites down the street. There's hypocrites in your own house. It's reality. But if you truly embrace what God has given us, the reality is is that we go to church because we're broken and we need other believers around us. 
We go to church because we're hypocrites. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know. True. So it's a. But the world's flipped that. Yeah. You know. One hundred percent. I mean, goodness, the world has flipped a lot of things. But uh, anyway, I, I I love this. I love this topic. Um, I, I think that there is a massive shortage of men understanding that it's okay to be vulnerable. Uh, and, and that it's okay. And and that you, not only is it okay, it's, it's necessary in order to overcome, uh, the trials and struggles that, that you're facing. And it, in, and, and there's so many people that, that they turn to all of these other things in order to fill that void, be it addiction to, uh, pills or alcohol or, or what, whatever, you know, that's that's not what fixes it. Uh, the the fix is seeking the Lord and having relationships in your life that help you to overcome those struggles that we all face. And and saying, I know it's like, you know, AA one hundred and one. I'm an alcoholic, and my name is whatever. You know, I mean, admitting your admitting your sin or your struggle or whatever it is that that is the first step you know to overcoming whatever that is it doesn't have to be that you're an alcoholic or you're addicted to um whatever you know it, you're addicted to you know pills or eating too much eat, yeah whatever i mean it could be but, that you're just addicted to comfort right exactly like I, mm-hmm. I mean like i would say most people probably tell you they don't go to church all the time because there's other things that are available right yeah you that's know very I mean? true so just again, being aware yeah and admitting it and and then and then seeking people that uh that want to help you know other christians that that want to um you know bleed into you and 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 love on you but yeah great great topic sean thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks for joining us today it's going to wrap up today's episode we appreciate you listening help us reach more people for jesus and share this with somebody that you know go out and kick today in the face and we'll catch you on the next one